Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Getting Rooted, the show that's all about the journey of being rooted, reclaiming one's own truth, and embracing destiny. I'm Janine Hansel from Pong, your host, and I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor and trauma specialist in the state of Maryland. I am also the founder and clinical director of Rooted Holistic Therapeutic Services. In this podcast episode, I'll be discussing gaslighting and specifically spiritual gaslighting. I have a guest, Elder Dominique Bryant, who is also a content creator with her company, Branding Success. We will be discussing how gaslighting shows up in the church and how it impacts one's mental health when they experience this form of abuse. Now, gaslighting is a form of mental abuse in which a person manipulates another person into doubting their own sanity. The term gaslighting comes from the 1938 stage plate Gaslight and subsequent Hollywood classic in which a husband tries to make his wife think she is going insane. In the play, the husband dims the light and blames it on an imaginary broken gas lamp. The term has since been used to describe bullying tactics used by powerful people to manipulate others into questioning their reality and accepting wrongdoing. It is a psychological manipulation tactic so he can show she's losing her sanity of reality. Gaslighting can have devastating consequences for mental health. It can foster self-loathing and shatter confidence, cause depression or anxiety or PTSD and lead to suicide attempts or self-harm behaviors such as cutting oneself. It is common, it's a common term nowadays to describe a form of emotional abuse. So what is spiritual gaslighting, you may ask? It's a subtype of gaslighting. It's using spiritual concepts to shame others into submission, to question people's spiritual journey, and to pull rank. Spiritual gaslighting is when a person or faith community uses spiritual tools such as God language or the Bible to cause you to question your own reality in order to retain power over you. In a spiritual context, it happens when someone tells you what you think or feel is wrong without taking into account your perspective or experience. They use spiritual terms or Bible verses to cause you to doubt your reality and shame you. The term spiritual gaslighting has been used in psychotherapy literature to describe what can happen when mutual faith or belief in one's religion is attacked. Spiritual gaslighting often takes the form of an authority figure who insists that they know better about how people should think and behave, and then can put people against each other by making them believe their viewpoint. So this is what we'll be discussing today. So if you want to know more about this topic, or you may have been or is a victim of spiritual gaslighting, keep listening. Well... Welcome, Dominique. How are you tonight? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I am very excited about this topic. Um, Being a PK, preacher's kid, as well as a pastor um, in our local ministry here in Maryland, it, you know, this topic is not something that's usually talked about or widely talked about. However, I see it a lot in my therapy spaces um, because of people not really knowing how to 
I guess, describe what they're dealing with. And when it comes down to it, this is really what they're dealing with. And I've had numerous cases um, that has dealt with this. So we'll get into that in a minute, in a minute, but let's, let's kind of find out who we're talking to tonight. Who is Dominique Bryant? Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and your about your business and ministry. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Dominique Bryan of Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. And um, (laughs) my business is Brandon Success. I am a uh, business strategist and coach. Uh, And some of the other hats that I've worn and wear today, I'm an elder in the church, um, uh, chief administrator for my church as well, assistant to my leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a community activist for years, community organizer. So I wear, wear a few hats. Yes, I can relate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'm so excited for this discussion and this conversation. So I guess getting into it, have you yourself personally, Dominique, experienced spiritual gaslighting? And if so, how did it make you feel and how did you respond? So this is a, this is a really good question. Um, and I have to say when, uh, when you contacted me about this particular topic, it really began to kind of trigger something mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because you, you, you begin to think about some of your own experiences and um, I'll make it short and sweet. Um when I was 33, when I turned 33 years old, I found out that I had uh, uterine cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, after finding out I had uterine cancer, I found out I had a heart condition. Then I mm-hmm. had about five minor strokes. I had a lot of things happening wow. to me yeah. back to back to back to back. And I was posed with a lot of questions, but this is one of the questions that really stuck with me was, well, what kind of sin are you doing in your life that you got this happening to you? Yes. What are you doing behind closed doors that is causing you to experience what it was that you were experiencing? And um, so when you when you reached out to me about the topic, I'm like, it, it brought all of those emotions and it brought that memory back um, and how I felt uh, when a lot of those questions were, you know, were shot at me because that's what it felt like. It felt like a bullet. (laughs) Um, It felt like I was made to feel that I was um, doing something wrong, that my lifestyle did not line up to what I was preaching or what I believed, which caused me to go through so many different health issues. And, um, I'll stop right there. So I, I definitely um, have it. That that is my example of gaslighting, where people that you look up to, people that you feel um, that should kind of understand or give some form of um, leading and guiding when you're going through some of your most traumatic experiences in life, where they kind of Bible beat you. Yeah. And um, make you feel like you're definitely doing something wrong to cause what it was that you were going through. Absolutely. And I think there's this 
misconception that only sin causes X, Y, and Z, right? Absolutely. It's more than just sin. Yes. Absolutely. Now, as a preacher of the gospel and a therapist, yes, sin does cause things to be attached to you, but mm -hmm. it's not the only thing, right? And I think I, you know, for me, has always, I, I haven't really gotten it from, say, a minister or a pastor, but I've heard other people, and I know people close to me have thrown at me, like if I'm going through and I'm venting and I'm expressing natural emotions as a human person, like just because I'm a, a pastor doesn't mean I have a superhero cape and I don't feel. Absolutely. Um, and the person said to me, what, you don't have faith? Right. Well, <laughs> right. There's a whole lot of people in the Bible <laughs> that was challenged with things and they communicated it and they expressed it. Just because I'm expressing it doesn't mean I don't have faith or just because I'm questioning doesn't mean I don't have faith. He gives us all the measure of faith. And so Absolutely. I think it's really understanding like, and, and at that point when I realized, like I always knew about gaslighting, but I think at that point I realized, oh, I don't like, you make me feel like I'm crazy for even having feelings about X, right. Y, and Z. Right. Um, and I think that's hard, right? I think that's hard to, as a believer, as a person that may be a new baby in Christ, you're like, oh, I'm going through all this, so I can't say anything because if I say this, that means I'm not, I don't have faith. Um, Absolutely. Or I don't trust God, or I've sinned, or I've done something wrong to bring on X, Y, and Z. And I'm in a, a time in my life where I'm dealing with a whole lot of things, and it's not, it's not happening directly to me, but it's by proxy. And there's some things that are happening to me, but the bigger things are happening by proxy through my, my parents. And it's, you know, they're questioning their own self. Like, what did I do to like, why is this coming? Why would God give me, you know, all these questions. But if you ask the wrong person, you may, they may look at you side eye, like, right. Aren't you X, Y, and Z? Aren't you pastor? So-and-so aren't you apostle? So-and-so. And it's like, if you get to the root of it, that person needs support. Absolutely. And I, I think it's, I think it's quite sad. Um, you, you, you said something that really um, just hit home with me. Uh, sometimes people feel like you're not supposed to feel. I was blessed to have the leaders that I have, um, you know, my pastors and the leadership in my church and uh, you know, those who we are connected with, they were very supportive during my, um, during my process. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that I realize is that when people don't understand, it's very easy for them to, you know, sort of throw out those, you know, well, what did you do? You know, mm -hmm. where's your faith? Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a time where I was very depressed. Mm -hmm. No one knew. I was extremely depressed. Mm -hmm. And when I came out and began to become vocal about my depression, um, I realized that because many people specifically in the church, we don't understand trauma. Mm -hmm. We don't understand that many of us 
you know, have PS, uh, what is it? PS, PTSD. PTSD, mm-hmm. right? Um, because of certain things that we've gone through in life. Um, and a lot of us, you know, we deal with uh, depression and oppression only on a spiritual level and forget that it's also, you know, we have to hit it at the natural mm-hmm. as well. So I, I'm finding out that the lack of knowledge leads to a lack of understanding, uh, leads to a lot of hurt. It leads to the gaslighting. It leads to people being really, uh, you know, hurt behind, uh, behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, we die out because we lack knowledge and a willingness to meet that person where they are rather than judging their experience. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like having that Job experience where they were like, you must've done something wrong. Right. 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 And Job's like, no, I ain't do nothing wrong. Right. This is, this is my journey. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't need you to be making me question if I did something wrong. I probably question myself. Right. I need to say you are okay. The Lord's going to break mm-hmm. away. Um, and so I guess the next question is how do you really distinguish between healthy spiritual guidance and spiritual gaslighting? So for, for myself, um, I had to become okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. I had to become okay with sitting in what I was going through and sitting in those emotions and feeling them. Regardless of, you know, and, and, and listen, I'm I will pray you back from death, right? Because mm-hmm. we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in declarations. We believe in decreeing. We have faith, mm-hmm. right? But I also begin to realize that I had to deal with the humanistic side of things that I was going through. Mm-hmm. I had to match prayer with what was human. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I had to learn how to, okay, regardless of what you're saying, regardless of what your what your interpretation is of what it is that I'm going through. Yes, I need to bind up depression and 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 um what's the other word? Uh depression and oppression. Depression. Yes, I, I need to do all of that, right? And I will when I'm praying. I will. But <laughs> what do I do while I'm still in the midst of it? Yeah. And that's a you know. Oh, oh my goodness. The church has become where we're just spiritual. Like we don't look at ourselves as this multifaceted individual, mind, body, and spirit. And those things have to align in order to really be able to walk through the breakthrough. But in the, in the meanwhile, we got to get those things in alignment. And right. part of it is acknowledging what is real. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't fake it till we make it. We can't spiritualize everything. Oh, speaking in tongues and falling out, you know, falling down and all of that. And we're not acknowledging like, no, this hurts. Right. I feel abandoned. I feel hurt. I feel lost. I feel, um, my, my faith is wavering. Like Mm -hmm. I feel all these things. And we see in the Bible with David, he felt all those things. And I mean, David was the man at the guy's own heart, but David was jacked up. I always do things. Is the example of jack upness, if that's exactly, a word. <laughs> exactly. And he constantly went back to God, and no one ever questioned who, like, oh, you really love the Lord. Like, 
he showed that he loved the Lord, even in the midst of him making mistakes and mm-hmm. all the things that he went through. And I think is we as church folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> we forget how to be human mm-hmm. because we are not real. We're not transparent. We're not honest about our journey. I was just talking with my parents last night about some things around just ministry and church and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And we were talking about how, you know, <laughs> the church tells us what we can't do. And they tell us what we can do in terms of holiness, but they can't, they don't tell us how can we enjoy life in holiness. Right. Right. We got to do this to be holy. We got to do that to be holy. Okay. And I can do all these things, follow these rules as people may call them. But what do I do to enjoy life? What are what is on the table left? Can you tell right. me what I can't do? All the things that I have to do. And so the human part needs love. The Absolutely. human part needs attention. It needs to be mentored. And if we are just, oh, you're not holy because you 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 you're going through, or you must not, you know, some of the signs that I wrote down as I was processing this talk was you got to know this because you aren't spiritual enough. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have money issues, you haven't done enough clearing or abundance focusing, you, you know, you're not, you're not focusing on abundance. You're, you're broke because you don't want it. All these things, right. Mm-hmm. Or you share with a leader that you feel uncomfortable with the way a pastor talks about money. Your response that you hear in return is you have an issue with authority. I encourage you to pray and that's got to change your heart. They they're saying I'm feeling uncomfortable. Maybe they have money wounds. Maybe they have trauma around money and whatever the pastor is saying, they're bringing it to to like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. Or I don't, this doesn't feel good. Right. Is is it not okay to admit like something's uncomfortable? And, and, and the crazy part about it um, is this generation, right? So this generation today, they want to talk Frank. Like they want, Mm -hmm. They want real conversation. They are not religiously correct when it oh, comes yeah. to they 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 don't they don't know how to dot every I and cross every T and make sure um, the pompous circumstance right. They just know they want to know what's like. Where is my money going? You know, I'm paying tithes. What are we doing? Like, this is the kind of the conversation that this, like this generation that is raising up now, mm-hmm. this, is, this is where their mind is, um, you know, is going. And we have to kind of, uh, you know, we have, we have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to do away with some of that old, you know, kind of, you know, and I, and listen, we could sit here and talk all day about that. <laughs> um, you know, but we gotta, we gotta come up, come up hither, church. <laughs> yeah. Because we're, hither, church. we're losing a lot of people, right? We're losing the next generation. We're yeah. losing, um, people to feel safe and comfortable in the church or sharing their story. Uh, you know, I had a, a member <laughs> that kept saying, we should have testimony service. And I'm thinking, do you just want to be nosy? But that was the first thought I had. I said, Lord, help me. Why am I? <laughs> Why is that the thought that comes to my mind? <laughs> he was like, I just want to know that people are going through stuff. So I don't see them as perfect. And I'm like, well, you don't have to see me as perfect without knowing that 
I'm going through stuff. If but you that's the programming. If you look in the mirror, you you can tell yourself, you can see for yourself, you going through stuff. So if you going through stuff, you better know that the next person is going through. Right. I don't care what their title, position, who they are. We're all going through something. Absolutely. How but the you know, the church has programmed us to yeah. pretend. And if God forbid you say something that doesn't sound like pretending, what is wrong with you? And I think that's that's unfortunate, right? Yeah. Because you know, I'm I'm a holistic provider. So we looked at, you know, I really look at your spiritual health, your emotional health, your physical health, your um e- emotional health, if I didn't say that all the health and relational mm-hmm. health. And when they in if your spiritual health is on it's not in alignment, whatever that is, if you believe mm-hmm. in God, if you believe whatever you believe in, if it's not in alignment or where you're going to feel safe um and feel uplifted and inspired by your religious belief but what you're getting is indoctrinated with shame and guilt that's not going to be a safe place that's not going to be a place where you're going to feel like you can confide in anyone and that's where you the bible tells us if you believe in in holy scripture the bible tells us that we're supposed to tell our our um issues to our brothers and sisters so that they can help us pray absolutely but if i'm afraid i'm gonna be gaslit you ain't hearing nothing from me and you know what janine the bible also says that a lie cannot tarry in the sight of god so all of that pretending that we do ain't nothing but a lying spirit and we need to get delivered (laughs) we need the church i'm sorry the church need to be delivered from the spirit of pretending pretending is nothing but a lie Mm-hmm. Okay, pretending is nothing but a lie. No, none of us, like I said before, regardless of status, regardless of, uh, and listen, I don't want nobody to think that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm beating down the church, but we're talking real deal, right? Mm-hmm. One, one of the things you know when it comes to the church is that we are very, um, what is the word? We, we are, we're very much so into status. So yes. whatever your status is, whatever your title is, you still going to go through something. I think about Elijah and I think about all of the miracles that God allowed him to do. And Elijah still found himself up under a tree saying, listen, this is too much. Okay. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to, to, to give it, listen, throw it all away. Okay. Just take my life. I'm yep. ready to go, right? So Elijah, the same one that was up there on that mountain, uh, wherever he was at and and, and, and and did all of those miracles and God used him mightily, still found himself up under a tree. Yeah. Not yeah. knowing what tomorrow was going to bring. No one's exempt. Nobody. Nobody. So if you want to pretend and... And gaslight people make them feel that they're bad because they're going through. We got to look in the mirror because we're all going to go through something. That's right. Some level of distress, some level of trauma. Um, last My last podcast, I think it was one out of five people is going to experience some level of trauma. It was one out of four now. But we're going to experience some level of trauma. I mean, heck, 2020 was trauma. So, Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> Uh, so we've all gone through things. So you're telling me, oh, because I'm a little concerned about, you know, the, the vid, 
that I ain't saved. No, I'm saved. D D Thomas doubted too. And that's, that's right. He saved. His, his faith was just a little different. And I think that's the piece where we have to really preach the whole Bible and not the part that we just want to hold mm -hmm. on to. And then, you know, remember there's 66 books. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of word in there. There's a, there's lot, a, lot, of, a lot. lot of stuff in there. And there's a lot of <laughs> examples of worry. And there's a lot of examples of, of encouraging us to trust in the Lord and all those things. Doesn't mean that the person didn't have trust, just remind them that that's who you need to tr trust in, right? And so I think that's the piece. And as a therapist, <laughs> I got a double whammy. As a therapist wow. and as a clergy <laughs> member, I see the foolishness and people right. bringing like, oh, you know, and and it's it's so bad that sometimes they indoctrinate the family to come against the person, and the person feels like, am I crazy? Because this is what's happening, and I, you know, hearing the whole story, I'm like, no, what you're hearing is 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 right. That's that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And they're needing that validation and needing that support because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to to pray with them, someone to touch and agree with them, someone to say, yes, I understand. It's hard, and let's pray together. Not saying, what did you do? Like. Who needs that? Right. Like that's not okay. And some of the long-term effects that people that experience spiritual gaslighting are depression, confusion. They feel isolated because no one's around or they can't talk to anybody because, well, the last person they talked to done made them feel this small, this big. Um, you know, they may be feeling anxious, stressed because they can't talk about what's going on. They may feel insecure dealing with um, psychological trauma. Their self-image is shot because now they thought they were saved or they thought they weren't living a holy life. Now you're telling them that they, they're, they're aliens because they doubt or right. they question or they, they, they are trying to understand, you know, all these things, um, Self-doubt and second-guessing even their own ability to pray, their own ability to live this life. Um, what else? Feeling out of touch with reality, like making them question themselves and question who they are, question what they know about the word of God, um, loss of their faith and spiritual following. Like it can be very detrimental to someone when they experience spiritual gaslighting so far to the point where they feel separated. Like, I had a client who was dealing with this from their, their family and they ended up going to another church and found themselves experiencing it again. Wow. And I was like, are you a magnet for this? <laughs> wow. Like, I don't hope, I hope not, but I think it was, they were so indoctrinated into that thinking and to mm -hmm. how they were being communicated to that. It just felt natural, even though it was unhealthy. Right, right. So, so it's really we are doing a lot of damage, and I say we because I'm part of the church community, but I don't do it. But I'm part of the church community that I represent, and I, right. I feel this heaviness when people come to me and they tell me that I'm like, oh my god, this is why we can't get people saved. This is why we right. can't get them delivered because we're beating them over the head with the word, right. This is why they're going everywhere else, but where they should go, which is to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and we take, I'm sorry, we, we take that 
as representatives, you know, as representatives of the clergy, like you said, um, it takes the place of God for some people. So instead of them, uh, you know, seeing that, that it, it is a person or it is the, uh, the representatives of the church that's doing this, they blame God for what it is that they're experiencing and what it is that they're feeling. And now they're pushed further and further and further away from God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was thinking about this as you were talking. So growing up, this is, this is a trigger warning for anyone that's listening. I'm going to be talking about suicide for a short period of time. Um, and growing up, I was, I grew up in a church in, um, Jersey and I was part of a young people group. My parents were over the young people and one of a, a close friend of mine, um, well, that's a second story. I'm tell the first story first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first story that because that happened right after that. So, the the pastor, assistant pastor's son committed suicide, mm. and it was it was a very interesting time. I think I was maybe twelve, maybe eleven or twelve. So I'm in that place of like asking a lot of questions and like, what is going on? And I thought we weren't going to do this. And you're the pastor, you know, all of that stuff. I never said it out loud. I talked to my parents about it, but no one ever came and talked to us about what happened, like what we can do. Like if we're feeling like there was no conversation. And I remember we went through the, they went through the process, they, you know, the funeral, like nothing happened. And the parents, assistant pastors didn't, didn't say anything, you know, he did the great old funeral, like he didn't take his life. Mm -hmm. And I think another, so a couple months after that, a close friend of mine got shot and got killed. Now this friend definitely was not in the church and came from not a great family. And I remember immediately this same family that their son took their life was saying very negative things about this child, yeah, because he got his necklace stolen, or like robbed, and then got shot. Well, if he was not in the street, that wouldn't have happened. Blah 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 blah. Man, <laughs> your child just took took his life, right? And really downplayed that, and really upplayed this happening. And that stuck out to me. And I think this is the first time I'm really connecting the dots of why that was more like, yes, I, I wasn't close to the guy that took his life. He was not same age. He was like 10 years older than me. But that is what kind of stood out to me. And the gaslighting of this, this boy that got his life taken, the mother lost her child, the brother lost his, her, his brother. And it's like, that's what we're focusing on. Wow. If he wasn't out in the street, he that wouldn't have happened. That might be true. But you're gaslighting and making the mom feel bad that, well, her child wasn't a church kid or wasn't in the church. And so it must be her. Like, it was a whole lot of dialogue happening. And it was painful. And now that I'm processing, sometimes these things, you don't think about it until, like, you have to talk about it. And you're like, right. 
And I, I sit with that because that's, that's the pretending. And still to this day, I am almost 40 years old. No one has ever talked to us about this child taking his life. And it's wow. like, but we can talk about this person getting pregnant. We can talk about this person doing this. That mu they must be doing this. They out there doing that. Why can't you come dress appropriately? Same people. Mm -hmm. Now, why are you coming to church with parents? On? Like all the foolishness. But we didn't talk about why your child took his, his life. Wow. And that was like the biggest part of gaslighting. Like you're not perfect. Your life is not perfect. Obviously, stuff was happening that was not being addressed. That's right. So it's like, hmm, how do we? I don't even know. Like, it's just I'm kind of my my nervous system is a little over <laughs> overheated right now mm -hmm. as we talk about this because it's painful. Yes, it's painful to like. I have the awareness of this. I'm not sure if the other people that were my same age group have processed that, but it was kind of what stood out for me. And so I think about growing up in the church and like, like I said earlier, pretending and, and masking and making it pretend like everything is okay. Because if you were to say something, you're, something's wrong with you, you know, and what are some ways I know sometimes and I feel like I'm talking a little bit, but I feel like sometimes you have to get proof in order mm -hmm. to make sure that you're not feeling like you're crazy. Like you got to establish some level of proof of the gaslighting because sometimes you're led to believe that you're, what you're feeling or what you're experiencing is not real. No, sister so-and-so didn't say that to make you feel that way. Well, how do you know what she intended to make me feel? Right. I felt it, right? So you got the secondary gaslighting. The gaslighting mm -hmm. first happened and then someone backing up the gaslighter. So sometimes you have to journal, like process out what you're experiencing so that the enemy, if y'all believe in the devil, there is one, mm -hmm. will make you feel like you are losing your mind or make you feel like what is happening is not happening. And I think that part of my, that that's when things change for me. Oh, this is very, that's when things change for me where I started being in the church as a young, cause I got saved young being in the church as a young person, but backslidden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was going to church, but I stopped taking communion. Like that was the first time I'm like, I ain't taking communion. Right. And then I just stopped not wanting to do things, not being want to be a part of things, not wanting to be in the choir, not wanting to teach in, um, I used to teach <laughs> um, children's church and things of that nature. And I was just like, I don't want to do it because there was something, I couldn't put my word, I couldn't put words on it, but I had feeling. Wow. Wow. I'm having my own therapy service. <laughs> But can can you imagine how many people, young women, young men, have experienced that same scenario? Maybe you know different story, but that same thing. And thank God you were able to come back. Mm -hmm. Some that become that became backslidden 
they still out there. Yeah. And that's why it's interesting for me because I think it, it's, it wasn't even me being gaslit. It was mm-hmm. me and someone else and not having a word for it. Like, that's, I used to call it, that's double, that, that's, <laughs> that's a, um, you're being two-faced. Right, 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 right. And you're like, and, and so now I'm like, well, two-faced, sometimes it could be gaslit. One minute you're looking like one way and, and you're pretending another way, mm-hmm. but making a person feel bad when things are, it doesn't align. Right. There are so many people, so many people in my, my young people group that have walked away from the church because mm-hmm. of some similar scenarios like that. Right. So how many people are we losing? A lot. A lot of, a lot of us have been traumatized by other people's trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not therapist. I'll leave that to you, but <laughs> I've just, I, I've experienced some of those things, you know, as well. I mean, something very similar that I think that we've all, you know, seen before. You have a young lady who, um, who maybe have, uh, you know, had a baby out of wedlock mm-hmm. and they were active in the church. And uh, because they, you know, there's, you know, the act was the sin. It wasn't, the baby wasn't the sin, but because the baby is showing they have to now stand up in front of the church and apologize and do all of the, you know, but those things are traumatizing, you know, to other young people. Yeah. Because absolutely. it's like, I, oh my God, I cannot make a mistake. If I make a mistake, this is what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be pregnancy, but if, right. if, if I mess up, but that's not the God we serve. No. We serve a merciful God. We serve a God that's loving. We serve a God, you know, that gives much grace. Yeah. You know. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to laugh at this because we me and my parents were talking about this last night. <laughs> Where in that same scenario, right? We we shame. We knock down the, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got pregnant or, you know, we we found out that you were sexing and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the church, well, I'm going to talk about my church. The church I grew up in, all those older ladies had babies, but they ain't no men. Now. But they the same one, shaming the young lady for getting knocked up. You must was in our Bible study last night because we would... We were just talking about that. Not, and not not only are those the same women, but they're also, a lot of them are products of the same thing. Yeah. You know, so those same, you know, uh, older people um, that are very adamant because I come from a, listen, holiness church. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you out, you know, but I, <laughs> I come from a holy, holy, holiness church. And listen, you mess up, those mothers was going to be on you. And they were going to make sure that um, that you experienced some shame mm-hmm. for what it is that you did. But if they were honest, and let's talk about no longer pretending, a lot of them were the product of a 14-year-old mother that maybe was raised up, just as an example, in the South and got pregnant 
and their mother or grandparents said, well, I'm going to raise this baby and I'm going to send you up north somewhere. Mm -hmm. You were the product of that same situation. Mm -hmm. And instead of, instead of being honest and transparent about what you've experienced or what you've known that maybe your parents have experienced that could have, that can literally lift the weight of guilt and shame off of this young woman mm -hmm. and help her to be delivered and set free and help her to be able to walk in the liberty of freedom where she don't have to be ashamed of walking back into the doors of the church because everybody's going to be pointing their hands and pointing their fingers at her. Yeah. You ain't said nothing but a word. Yes, that is the problem. And it's like, we've all, the Bible said we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. So when did you get holier than thou? That spiritual gas line, like, oh my God, you did such and such. I'm like, what have you been doing? Mm -hmm. And we just haven't found out. Right. Right. What's in your closet? <laughs> What's the phone's falling out? Right? Because that's the piece of it. And I think as spiritual leaders and, and, and spiritual communities, in order to ensure that we're not engaging in spiritual gaslighting, we have to have empathy. That's mm -hmm. the antidote is to have empathy because empathy is allowing you to really see the person as human beings, mm -hmm. not a whipping person, not a person to whip on, not a person to shame, not a person to guilt, but we have to ask, are we responding out of empathy? Mm -hmm. If this was to happen to you, would you want the same response? That's good. If you were still dealing, if you were dealing with what that person is dealing with, would you want to be treated that way? That's good. Because that's what God tells us. He wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So mm -hmm. I don't want to be embarrassed in front of nobody. So why would I want to embarrass other people intentionally? Not if I do it unintentionally in because I've said something out of pocket. Those are outside, out external things. But intentionally shaming i mean i've seen i've sat through so many of that they shame the person they put them to sit down they put them they silence them without them even knowing they were silenced right right that's not okay that's spiritual gaslighting that's that non-verbal abuse that non-verbal passive aggressiveness mm -hmm. that ain't of god <laughs> and as you said earlier i'm not trying to bash the church but i am sick and tired of people coming on my couch or to my screen and they're telling me their story and i am a representative right so my responsibility is to speak out against it just like as if it was the church doing sin you know there's a whole campaign all in the news about clergymen and sexual abuse and all those things mm -hmm. if we can be bold enough to talk about that we can be bold enough to talk about how we are emotionally abusing people that's right and keeping them in bondage rather than allowing them to walk in freedom that's right i choose uh janine to i i want to be used in a way where i'm a part of the restoration team <laughs> let's get you restored because life has its way 
of doing what life is going to do, we get enough of it. Okay, life yeah. life is going to do what life is going to do. Let me be a part of that 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 restoration team. I, I cannot judge you. I can't. Um, and and that's a whole other conversation because some people say, "Well, you can judge." Yeah, I don't want to be a part of that team. Well, the Bible said, "By their fruit, you should know them." I'm yeah. not judging. Yeah, I'm making an. I'm. Uh, there's an assessment, right? right? Like I know you're. I know you are a a mixed individual by my observation of what right. you look like. Right. I'm not judging you now. I make this observation. Now, do I verify the observation? Hey, Dominique, are you X, Y, and Z? And you say, oh, yeah, or no, 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 or whatever. Then you communicate to me. I'm asking questions. I'm not saying, well, you're absolutely this, and you can't tell me no different. And that's the difference. Yes. That's that that's that's the difference that's you know that's there. So like I said, I want to be a part of the restoration team. I want to be able to encourage you. I want to, you know, let you know that there is um that grace is still sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. Um one of the things that um in my coaching group, I have a, a group of, of women that I coach, and uh every month we take a little bit of time and I remind them to be gentle with themselves. Be gentle with you because life is already hard enough. Yeah. Um, the things that we experience every day is already hard enough. So don't be harder on yourself than God is harder on you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And if That's God great. can, if God can extend grace, you know, unto me, then I should be able to extend grace unto myself as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's one of the things, Janine, that helped me when it came to what I was experiencing, um, that particular, that one instance of gaslighting is I had to realize that regardless of how they, how I was being treated, I had to learn how to treat me and to treat what it was that I was going through and to treat what it was that I was experiencing. So yes, Dominique, you are depressed. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you still pray. Yes, you still believe. Um, yes, your faith, you know, you still have faith, but you are processing some feelings from some trauma that you've gone through and you have not been navigated through that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the truth. And I think that's the piece. I know I talked a couple of episodes ago about my journey into motherhood and that was very traumatic for me. It was very traumatic, but I couldn't talk to anybody about it because, well, you asked for this, right? Why, why are you sad? Why are you anxious? Why are you depressed? And why, you know, all these things. And still to today, I still deal with bouts of depression and deal with anxiety and feeling overwhelmed because as you said life is hard adulting mm -hmm. sucks <laughs> right i don't want to do it and so I, re I repent forever asking to be an adult i repent for those thoughts i can't Lord, wait until take, i'm grown take me back to the moment <laughs> if i can do it again yes forgive me god <laughs> i will do it and i Ooh. think it's does that make me less of a minister of the word of God? No, that Not makes me real. And in my teachings, I tell the, I tell the truth. Like, I don't want to do it. Sometimes I don't want to see y'all faces. And mm -hmm. it's okay. Sometimes I, and I tell my clients, sometimes 
I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to sit somewhere and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I have to acknowledge that and sit with that and figure out what's going on and use all my skills that I teach others. But it doesn't always come immediate. Right. And sometimes I have to feel what I feel. And I think that's the piece that the church of Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't talk about any other religion, uh, mm-hmm. the church of Jesus Christ misses. Mm-hmm. Um because we are designed, we we have designed it so that we are a parent of on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and we put everyone on a pedestal. If you you love the Lord, and we can't be real. There's so many paths. That's why that the suicide rate with pastors are high. Um, PKs leave the church. Um, preachers' wives, you can't even find them. I mean, yeah, so just making sure that we are making sure that we are being honest about what we're dealing and being able to have a space. And I think that was the other question. Like, how how can we create safe spaces where people can discuss their spiritual experiences and belief without fear of judgment or gaslighting? Like, how as millennials <laughs> because the boomers are not going to do it and the right. gen z and what's the other one gen x mm-hmm. they need it so you know i think we are in the place of being leaders and really how do we create this how can we undo years <laughs> of the idealism of being a believer or being a Christian or whatever you want to call it, um, of this need to shame and guilt. Like we really have to, like I said, call them out, like really be able to be honest and say, mm, we don't need to do that. that that's, that's not all for I think um, for me, I think it's more so of a individual uh let me start with me, right? Mm-hmm. Let me make sure that I am not in a position where I am utilizing gaslighting as a tool for my, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking in that place of transparency where I let you know that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. where I let you know that I also fall and come short and I wasn't perfect yesterday and I'm not going to be perfect tomorrow. However, there are some tools to help us to strive towards perfection. Mm-hmm. The Bible never told us that we were going to be perfect. Only one person that was perfect walked this earth and that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really learning how to be transparent and building, I feel like, you know, if, so Pastor Janine, you know, she's transparent. Elder Dominique, she's transparent. God is using them mightily. There's someone else that God is going to raise up and they're doing the same thing. And it's, it should it should really catch like wildfire, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I think that if, if we intentionally allow it to stop with us, and the transparency start with us, I think that we can really be a part of a movement. Yeah. And I, I, I 
I'm grateful for you to say that because I think, you know, when I purpose in my heart, I guess over five, six years ago to really bring mental health awareness to the church. Um, this is mental health awareness month guys. Um, but bringing it to the church, I have a workshop I'm doing next week to bring it to the church because mm -hmm. if we don't, if we just, we are multifaceted individuals. And I say that all the time. And if we're only dealing with, Oh, spiritual, 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 and not recognize how sometimes spiritual can impact mental. If it's not you, if it's used as a, a tool of destruction rather than a tool of encouragement, we're in trouble. We're, we're no better than the world. Right. And so being a vessel used by God for this season, for this timing to be able to communicate and be an example and set the, the, the bar at another level of saying, come on, I don't, I don't have it all. I don't have it all together. Right. And saying that, to my body of um, my congregation, one person said, oh, I thought you didn't have any trouble. And I'm like, ooh, am I walking around like I don't have any issues? Or is that your perception of me because I'm a PK or because I'm a, 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 a preacher or because like, because I don't, I don't ever, I don't think... <laughs> I walk around thinking, like, I don't have no issues. I'm holier than now. Like, that's never been the air right. that I walked in. But if that's what you're picking up, and I had to go back and say, ooh, what am, how am I showing up? Mm -hmm. And if I'm showing up as better than thou, Lord, help me fix that. Because that's never, even in my therapy sessions, I never be like, oh, I know all I I'm an expert. No, you're an expert on your life. I'm here to facilitate and support and guide and shine a light on some things, right? And, get, and give you some support. But I'm never an expert of your life because I don't live your life. I only live Janine's life. Right. So I want to get every expert on my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not even an expert on my son's life. And he's been here almost eight months. Like he, he knows what he sees through his eyeballs. I just know what I experience that he sees. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so I... So I can never be an expert on you or pretend that I know everything. I know what I know because I study. I know what I know because God downloads it to me. I know what I know because I've experienced some things, but I don't know what I know because I think I'm better than you. Mm -mm. And I think that's, that's where the spiritual gas, like, well, I must know. And this is why you're doing like, I think that is what I don't ever want to bring to my ministry. I don't want to ever bring to any space that I'm in. I don't want to gaslight anyone at all because that's right. I don't need to manipulate nobody. That's a lot of work. I'm not a puppet. I'm not a pupper, puppet master. That's right. <laughs> okay? That's right. Why would I want to do that? But there's places that that happens. And I, you know, so those that are listening, I, we didn't even hit all the areas of spiritual gaslighting. I mean, I've heard some stories, but I do want you to know that if you are experiencing this, if you're questioning, is this something that I need to be aware of or something, or it's caused you to walk away from your faith or if it's caused you to question your faith. I encourage you to find, you know, wise counsel. I encourage you to find people that are aligned with where you are um, and, and be able to, to talk about, find a place, a, person, a place or a person that you can talk to. Even if it's not a therapist, I invite you to talk to a therapist that is, um, you know, 
has count, uh, biblical counseling background to kind of deal with some of this or is an expert in that area because it's it's terrible that if you're trying to work on your mental health but your your religion or your spiritual walk is impeding your mental health like it's supposed to be bringing you peace it's supposed to bring you joy it's supposed to bring Absolutely. you a, a level of stability not the other way around so if you're experiencing that i deeply encourage you to reach out reach out for resources there's numerous resources that are available supports in place um to help you navigate that if you are uh, listening, make sure that you put something in the comments that we know that you're listening because it doesn't make sense for you to suffer in silence or question what you are dealing with and not have a place to kind of bounce those thoughts off of or navigate it. Um, it, it sometimes it just makes me sad. I think that's one thing that I made a post a couple of months ago and I was just like, I got to talk about this on the podcast because I'm so over here and about the nonsense. <laughs> right, right. Lack of a better word, like it's just it's just hurtful. So thank you, Dominique, for joining me in the discussion. Like I said, we could talk about this forever because there's so many levels, so many um dimensions to this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but I really appreciate the dialogue and the conversation around it. And thank you for being transparent and open about your experience um, in your own life. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So tell us where they can tell us where we can find you on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Dominique Bryant underscore. I'm also on Facebook at branding success and um also my website www.auntiedomscrew.com where i do have some inspirational um merch and um my children uh they sell some amazing things uh for adults as well as uh children Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful things on there. So please check it out. Support, support, support. Make sure that you follow her and all the social media platform and make sure to follow our podcast where all podcasts are streamed. Check out our blogs at gettingrooted.com for more information on this topic and other topics. Make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms, which is on Facebook at gettingrooted23 and on IG at getting underscore root. Rooted, as well as TikTok at Getting Rooted. As always, make sure that you take care of yourself. Until next time, be well.